This is not going to be a pleasant experience. You are going to see and hear things that are not going to be very nice. Experts divide serial killing into two general types: organized and disorganized. An organized killer brings everything he needs to complete the murder. A disorganized killer improvises. Begin. Listener discretion is advised. Happy New Year. In November 1998, 18-year-old Miranda Fender lived in Laurel, Montana. Miranda was born on the day after Christmas in 1979. Her family moved to Laurel in 1990. Laurel is a small town in Yellowstone County. In 1998, there were fewer than 6,000 people living in the town. On November 15, 1998, Miranda was working alone at a video rental shop called The Movie Store. The most popular new releases in the store were Godzilla starring Matthew Broderick, The Horse Whisperer starring Robert Redford, and the family action movie Small Soldiers. At 8.30pm, two people were walking by the store and they found Miranda crawling out of the store. She was bleeding profusely. The people who found her called 911. When help arrived, Miranda was still alive. She had been stabbed several times in the neck and the head. She was airlifted to a hospital in Billings, Montana. Tragically, 18-year-old Miranda Fenner didn't live much longer after arriving at the hospital. She was pronounced dead at about 10 p.m. The police immediately put a lot of effort into the investigation. They believe that someone robbed the store and then killed Miranda. The cash register was empty and an undisclosed amount of money was taken. The police examined the scene for forensic evidence and they found plenty of fingerprints. The problem was that the crime scene was a movie rental store. Many people came in and out of the store, and it was common for people to handle the cases of the movies. Another problem is that nothing suggested that the killer knew Miranda or targeted her. It could have been someone just passing through town who needed some quick cash, and they came across the video store. After all, it was a Sunday night in a small town. Many other businesses probably wouldn't have been open. Nevertheless, all the forensic evidence was sent to the state's crime lab. A week after the murder, the police chief was optimistic. He thought it might take some time, but he thought that the case was solvable. The murder shocked the people of Laurel. Within 10 days of the murder, $25,000 in reward money had been raised. Two advertisers and a billboard painter donated a billboard. The message on the billboard was clear. In big red letters, it read, 
turn yourself in. But unfortunately, no one turned themselves in. Also, the police didn't make an arrest in the case. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least. Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. Over a year and a half later, the police thought they caught a break in the case. On July 10, 2000, a 39-year-old man named James Daniel Erickson was driving in Glendive, Montana. Glendive is about 230 miles from Laurel. Two sheriff deputies pulled him over. Without warning, Erickson shot one of the officers. The other officer shot Erickson. The officer who was shot survived, but Erickson did not. The police heard a rumor that Erickson might have been the person who killed Miranda. The police investigated, but then eliminated Erickson as a suspect. They determined that he was in Minnesota when the murder happened. Miranda's mother, Sherry, continued to keep her daughter's unsolved murder in the media. In 2003, a billboard with Miranda's photo was put up in Laurel. And three years later, Miranda's mother, Sherry, appeared on the Montel Williams show. It was a national talk show that often talked about family relationships. Also on the show that day was a woman named Sylvia Brown. Brown claimed to be a medium with psychic abilities. Brown said that two men killed Miranda. One was 24 and the other was 19. The problem is, is that Sylvia Brown was a con woman who didn't have any psychic ability. She was frequently wrong in her predictions. The Montel Williams Show episode with Sherry Fenner aired in February 2006, and it did not lead to any arrests. In 2012, the police in Laurel formed a cold case unit, and one of the cases they looked at was Miranda Fenner's murder. But unfortunately, they did not make any arrests. In 2016, a 36-year-old man named Zachary David O'Neill was in a psychiatric hospital in Spokane, Washington. O'Neill had a history of smoking methamphetamine. As a result of his drug use, he had lost many of his teeth. He also had lost one of his eyes when he was struck with a baseball bat during a fight. In the hospital, O'Neill admitted that he killed Miranda Fenner. 
The problem was that he had made several false confessions while he was hospitalized. He claimed he had killed someone else, and it turned out that person was still alive. So no one took him seriously. In April 2016, O'Neill was out of the hospital, and he traveled to Montana. He went to Billings, Montana, and he walked into the Yellowstone County Detention Center. He spoke with an officer, and he confessed to the murder of Miranda Fenner. He said he was high on meth, and he decided to rob the store. He was worried that Miranda might identify him, so he killed her. After listening to his confession, the officer told him that they weren't going to arrest him, and he could leave. O'Neill was shocked. He had literally confessed to a murder, and the police did nothing. It turned out that other people had told the police that O'Neill might have been the killer. Days after the murder, O'Neill's stepfather told the police that his stepson had gone to the video store that night. He told the police that his stepson had either committed the murder or he had information about it. The police questioned O'Neill in the days after the murder. He pointed the finger at other people. Then in 2013, a woman who had been married to O'Neill's stepfather called the police. She said that O'Neill was a violent person and on the night of the murder, he had gone to rent a movie. No one followed up on her tip. Also, no one investigated O'Neill after he confessed. Nearly a year went by, and then in March 2017, Zachary O'Neill went to the Yellowstone County Detention Center again. This time, he admitted he had recently smoked meth and he was coming down. He left the detention center again without being arrested. He went back later, and once again, he confessed to the murder of Miranda Fenner. He said that earlier on the day of the murder, he rented some movies, including a pornographic film. His mother found the tape and told him to return it. So he went back to the store to drop it off. When the other customers left the store, he pointed a gun at Miranda and demanded the money. He then slit her throat because he didn't want her to identify him. He said he disposed of the knife on a camping trip. After confessing to Miranda's murder, he said, I killed her and I raped a couple more girls you know. He then told the police about two rapes he committed in Billings. On September 5, 1998, two months before Miranda was killed, he attacked a news carrier whose name was not made public. She tried to convince him not to hurt her by saying she was a single mother who had cancer. O'Neill ignored what she said and raped her. He then stabbed her in the jaw, the neck, the arms, and the hands. The woman survived, but she was left with permanent damage. On September 12, 1998, just a week after the first murder, he took a woman to Riverfront Park in Billings. He raped her, but otherwise didn't physically harm her. The rape was not reported in the newspaper, but a police report was filed. After O'Neill confessed the attacks, they took a sample of his DNA and told him he was free to leave. The problem was that in Montana, someone cannot be convicted if the only evidence against them is their own confession. 
but before O'Neill left, they took a sample of his DNA. O'Neill eventually made his way back to Spokane, Washington. Over the next several weeks, O'Neill went to the Spokane Police Department and confessed to Miranda's murder. The police told him to stop coming in and confessing. Eventually, O'Neill was arrested on burglary and firearm charges in Spokane, and he was held in jail. Here is a quick word from our sponsor. We take this few seconds off to inform you, our valued loyal listener, about the best health and fitness podcast shows from the Nespod Studios. Join us as we give you the best of the best health and wellness updates you can rely on for the treatment of chronic health problems. Classic functional medicine back to basics health tips and special updates from the best doctors in the United States of America. Check out this health and wellness podcast shows. Explore Health Talk Weekly, Healthy Lifestyle Matters, Excellent Health Digest, Healthy and Free Daily and last but not least. Weekly Health and Fitness Corner. Also, check out Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told Fiction Podcast, for that real life on the go experience with the 27-year-old golden boy, who made our guest invite number one list. He tells us about his story as it happens in real time and in real life. It's Nasty Boy CC The Truest Story Never Told. Go get a load of that happiness because happiness is healthy as we know it. Join us every week as we continue to provide you the best of health and fitness wellness updates from around the globe. Enjoy the show. April 2017, the police matched O'Neill's DNA to a crime. However, it wasn't the murder of Miranda Fenner because there was not a lot of DNA found at her crime scene. Instead, it was matched to the rape and attempted murder of the news carrier. In May 2017, the police questioned O'Neill, who was still in jail in Spokane. Once again, he confessed to attacking the news carrier and raping the woman in the park. He also told them more about Miranda's murder. He gave them details that had never been made public. The problem with connecting O'Neill to Miranda's murder was that the police didn't have any physical evidence. He had also got rid of the murder weapon. Nevertheless, the crime lab compared O'Neill's DNA to the DNA from the rape kit from the woman who was raped in the park, and it was a match. That woman died in 2013. The police decided that since O'Neill was truthful in his two other confessions, a new details about Miranda's murder that were never made public, then he most likely killed her. In February 2019, O'Neill was extradited from Washington to Montana. In July 2019, over 20 years after the murders were committed, Zachary O'Neill, who was 39 years old, pleaded guilty to Miranda Fenner's murder and the attempted murder of the news carrier. The following month, he was sentenced to life in prison. He was not charged with raping the woman in the park. The police were heavily criticized for the handling of O'Neill's confessions. The Yellowstone County attorney defended the police by saying, It's easy to go back in hindsight and connect the dots. It's much harder to do in the moment, and as the years go by, you can't afford to get it wrong. O'Neill was asked why he confessed out of the blue to the crimes. 
He said that in 2013, his stepbrother was killed in an arson fire and that made him feel shame and regret about the things he had done. O'Neill also said that he was 18 years old when he committed the crimes and he wasn't the same person anymore. Many people believe it's lucky that O'Neill did confess because with so little forensic evidence, Miranda's murder may have never been solved. No record can be found regarding where Zachary O'Neill is serving his life sentence. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you. We have a great show today, but first, take a second to make sure you've subscribed to our show wherever you're listening to podcasts. It's the best way to make sure you don't miss any of our episodes. Thanks. This will conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.